in three, two, one. Hello and welcome everyone to the No Outlet Podcast. And folks, you might not know this, but we hired a team of writers to come up with new concepts for the show this year. And uh, they came back with a ton of ideas, some of them good, some of them not so good. But this was one of the better ideas that they had. And so uh, when I got this idea, I'm like, all right, well, this is a good idea. But in order to make it a great idea, I really had to have the right person uh, playing along with me for this one. So I'm going to first explain the game, and then I'm going to introduce the person who's going to be walking through this uh, giving their opinion and answering the questions and trying to get a perfect score of 100. So the game is called Dead or Alive. And it's basically, I'm going to list off a uh, a person who is famous or somewhat famous or quasi-famous. And uh, then the person who's going to be making their, uh, their prowess known to everybody will say dead or alive. And then we'll probably have a, a quick conversation about that person because all these people are interesting in their own way. I mean, everybody's interesting in their own way, but these people in particular are very interesting. Uh, And so when I thought about, okay, who would be good to do this with, there was really one name at the very top of the list. He is a pop culture expert. He is somebody who is quick. He's funny. He doesn't have much of a filter. So for that reason... Uh, and many others, uh, I've chosen him to do this. Please welcome to the show, Cha Cha Chu. Paul, how are you? Hello, and welcome to Movie Phone. <clears throat> I <laughs> dated reference. No, that's so. We, so here's the thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm genuinely concerned that I'm not going to know half of these people. You know, because I mean, you know, while, while pop culture is one thing, staying current is another. But here we go. Well, and and I'll. Even, take it a step further and defend you one more, you know, level staying current with people that are alive or dead is even less consequential. Right. So, um, full, full disclaimer there. That's fine. Um, it's, it's just a test. This is only a test. So I'm going to say somebody's name and you're going to literally just tell me if they're dead or alive. So person number one, Irene Cara. Dead. Deader than disco. Wow. That's a good one because when I, I go ahead, I had sorry, go ahead. No. I, we're on a little bit of a delay here. So when I lived in Atlanta, I had a really good friend who was a sound guy, and um, he said that he was all pissed off one week. He's like, "God damn, Irene Cara and her her fucking caramel." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "So Irene Cara was trying to make a, a comeback, <clears throat> hired like three backup singers, wrote a bunch of songs that were like subpar, mm-hmm. and absolutely like." like ran this guy through the coals, you know, and every so often she'd come up with, don't you know who I am? Don't you, don't you know who you're, who you're working with here? That sort of nonsense. Needless to say, Irene Cara and Caramel, you know, well, I mean, you tell me, do you you ever hear of them? So there's that. But um, yeah, no, she's, she's no longer with us. Wow. Good one. I I honestly did not have a clue when I, somebody suggested that name because uh, they mentioned her being dead. I'm like, no, she's alive. And, and sure enough, she's not. And for those of you who don't know, people that might be, you know, under 30, uh, she had a song called uh, What a Feeling, which was the theme from Flashdance. And there was a seven-week period in 1982 <laughs> where if you didn't know Irene Cara, you, you were not alive. You she couldn't get out of a cab without hearing that song. That's right. <laughs> All right, number two, Adam West. 
Oh, dead. Sadly, sadly, no longer with us. Sadly, dead. Um, Batman. One of the greats. One of the greats, and somebody who was actually, you probably know this, he was, you know, he was a real actor, quote unquote. And then he got this role as Batman, and he he never really exactly agreed with the way that they were portraying him in this role. And, and I think he felt long term that it it hurt his career, but he ended up just going with it. I mean, you got to embrace it. If At one point, you are Batman. Um, yeah, and so the same story with like um, him and Leonard Nimoy and uh, – um, Oh God! Um, <clears throat> the guy who played Herman on the Munsters, Fred yeah. Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they they all went on to less than greatness. You know, and it wasn't until like the the you know the, the con scene came around and they could actually like you know make a couple of bucks by signing photos and reliving their past. But yeah, they never really um, all classically trained actors, all sadly remembered for anything but classical classically trained stuff. Eaten up by the monster that is Hollywood. Um, all right. Even kidding. Next name, Burt Ward. What, the game show host? Uh, no, Burt Ward, who played um, Robin next to Adam West. Oh, uh, very much. Oh, I think he died too. I think he's also dead. He's actually alive. Good for him. Right? And you look at him right. and you think, how did this guy live longer than Adam West? Because he, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't look like know. he should be alive. All right, here we go. You got to buy your you got to buy your used cars from somebody. You got to buy your used cars from somebody. That's it. Ava Gabor. Uh, dead. dead. And I'm guessing she's dead because she's older than older than movies. <laughs> well, she is, and she is also dead. Charo. Totally alive. Alive. Well, still playing that guitar. She. You know what? Playing that goddamn guitar, and what was her catchphrase? Coochie, coochie, coo, or something coochie, like that? Coochie, coochie, coochie. God coochie, damn it. Coochie, coochie. Back when TV so was you so be, easy. So she was Xavier Kugat's, like, um, muse slash concubine slash student, and um, she essentially looks the same her entire life, but, like, an absolutely classically trained flamenco guitarist with a shit ton of talent who also speaks Japanese. Wow. What do we remember her for? Short skirts. Um, a fucking ridiculous fake fall of hair and the goddamn, like, you know, Dan's looking like a damn chihuahua looking to go outside to, to go pee. That's, and love boat appearances, you know, sadly. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? It's like, what a good, I mean, sad, but, but accurate, like, metaphor on what you need to do or what you needed to do. It's <laughs> probably changed a lot. But if you were a, a woman back then, it's like you had a few options to make it through. And it didn't matter what language you spoke or what you were good at. You might have to say something stupid and wear an outfit, right? When um, you're on your back, the meter was running. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, Richard Simmons. Oh, um, unknown. I mean, still alive, technically, but I mean, like, it's been a minute. And, you know, we're all, like, worried about Richard Simmons because we haven't really – he hasn't been as prolific as he normally is. That's a great answer. Uh, so, as far as I could tell, I thought – I actually thought he was dead, but – um, turns out he is, according to everything I can find online, which doesn't mean it's not the case, but I, I, I can only see he's alive. But to your point, he hasn't yeah. really been, he hasn't been sweating to the oldies much lately. You know, you wonder if he had that like epiphany, maybe he took some sort of like MDMA or DMT or just did something because he was bored and had time. 
and he's you know he had that like breakthrough epiphany where he's like, oh my god, I'm Richard Simmons, <laughs> and now he's just trying to reinvent himself because you know embarrassment seven. I actually love that. I love that idea. I love the fact the picture of Richard <laughs> Simmons doing DMT um, or anything. That's that's something I'm going to hang on to. Uh, Soupy sales. Oh, dead, dead, dead for a minute. Dead for a minute. See, this guy's good. Yeah, I his, told you. Guys, his son is, um, or two of his sons were founding members of that band, The Tin Machine, with David Bowie. Uh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I dig mm-hmm. that. David Bowie, uh, rock legend, also dead. Uh, Gene mm-hmm. Rayburn. <coughs> Pardon me, dead. Yeah. And how could he not be? That guy was like a, that guy was a million years old when he was in his prime. He he, and they all were back then. You could smoke on TV, you could drink on TV. It was just like, what, what, what can we the do with days. these old, the good old days, man? It's not that way anymore. Char, speaking of where good old that, days, wh- oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, where is that four foot microphone today? I know we were just talking about that microphone the other day. I fucking <laughs> love that thing. It was like the tiniest little. It almost didn't even look like a mic. It looked like some kind of like fencing <laughs> equipment. It's or a something. fairy wand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it worked. Um, all right. So we're talking about a person by the name of Charles Nelson Riley. He died, and he was the center square before Paul. No, no, no. He was also a match game um, character actor, played typically somebody fruity a la Paul Lins, but not quite as overtly gay. And, uh, you know, is he is he kooky or is he gay? I can't tell. It's the 70s. Let's just roll with it. Um, but uh, no, he's, he's, I think he died of cirrhosis, something alcohol related. I believe that. I believe that. You know, and it's funny. I hadn't even thought about that, but the way that, I mean, Richard Simmons is probably even part of this. So there was a, there was a point in time where it became okay to be homosexual. Like every now it's like completely accepted to just be somebody who wants to say they are. But back then you really couldn't do that. But what you could do. Like Liberace, right? <laughs> Liberace was somebody right. who everybody who ever watched him play piano and do his thing knew he was gay, and yet he was hanging on to the idea that he wasn't um, right up until the very end. And, you know, Richard Simmons and, and Paul Lind and all these people, and it's just like it, it's it's good that we've come to where we are now where people don't feel like they need to hide behind any kind of weird, goofy persona. I got to tell you, though, like the hyper-stylized version of, what is masculine portrayed by gay men in the fifties and sixties. I mean, you know, rock Hudson, probably half the Marlboro men, you know, it's, and I'm going to go off and this might be a little, you know, esoteric here or whatever, but um, like, so the way that drag Queens presents women is a, you know, it's like, it's, it's a hyper version of femininity. And it's the same way with like, you know, with, with classic gay Hollywood, you know, with the exception of like the Paul Lins and the Charles Nelson Reillys, um, you know, it was like, you know, you kind of, I don't know. It was, it was just, uh, uh, dare I say, we all kind of learned how to be men. <laughs> we all kind of learned how to be heterosexual men <laughs> through gay Hollywood. <laughs> wow. I lo- now that is that right there. That's an essay. If you're working on your master's in like film study at <laughs> USA. Cause, cause that one's they, on the house. There's something to that, and I hadn't really thought about it. But yeah, all those people were like, oh, like extra, extra macho, right? 
mm-hmm. uh, extra, extra hard. Now it's or like, just, well, there was just something, like, like uh, Tab Hunter. There's this great documentary on Amazon right now about Tab Hunter. And it's like, man, I had no idea who this guy was, let alone what he was all about. And, like, you know, you start peeling away the layers of the onion. And, you know, it's just another classic Hollywood story that's, like, you know, it's, it's finally, it's not even so much gained acceptance. It's just become normal. Right. So. Totally. Uh, Gary Busey. Oh. Oh, fuck. Um. Oh man, alive! Gary, Busey. I'm guessing alive. He is alive. He's alive. He's a man yeah, who's cheated was... death a few times, but he's still on this planet. I, I probably because I'm thinking to myself, wait a second now. Gary Busey was dead. There'd be like some sort of like ridiculous funeral attached to it. So, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he's still doing it. Adam Rich, dead. Recently dead. Recently, like, total dead. drug addict. Poor guy. How the hell was he making his money? He still looks great, though. Like, if you look at all those press photos from the last, like, 10 years, he, he looks like Adam Rich only with a goatee. He absolutely <laughs> looks like that little, what was his name? Nicholas on the, uh, on his enough. He looks like Nicholas just grown sure. up, you know? Um, yeah. And that show, A's Enough, they had Dick Van Patten, and they had, um, it was like this weird, it was almost like the, the, the pitch room was like, all right, let's take the idea of the Brady Bunch, but let's make it. 35% more serious and, and keep it a prime time angle and let's get rid of the, you know, let's get rid of the maid. Um, and let's get rid of the person that, that owns a butcher shop that never really does anything. And let's, uh, let's, let's get rid of the laugh track too. And we'll see what happens. Sam, Sam the butcher, Sam the butcher, another classic gay icon. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, he I'm was kidding. gay. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Hey, listen. No, hey, whoa. 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 I was ready Comedian to believe logic. it. I was ready to believe it. Cloris Leachman. <laughs> God damn it! She's not dead. Something's wrong with America. Tell me she's alive. What? What? You tell me what your answer is. Dead. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> she looked half dead in the sixties. Come on, Mel. Okay, Chuck Norris. <laughs> dead. How? Why? Alive. How? He's alive. You're shitting me. Chuck with Norris. all the fucking bullshit that's going on, around, all the fucking internet memes, and that man still walking around without like without like just showing up. He is oh my God. still doing it, selling his exercise equipment and fucking chopping boards in half and all no. that shit. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, there's, there's something wrong with me then because I, I would assume he would. Okay, all right. That's what you call a <laughs> trick question right there. You ain't you ain't kidding. Uh, Chuck Yeager. Uh, the astronaut? Yes. <laughs> he was actually, uh, he was uh, involved in the aerospace program, but he was primarily known for being the pilot of a spy plane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You know what? I'm going to say alive for no other reason than Air Force cats typically live forever. Yes, they do. But in this case, uh, forever already happened for him. He is, he's no longer with us. God damn it, Chuck. No, no, God okay. damn it, Chuck. And I might as well start using these. I've got a little bit of a sound sound machine here, and I never. <laughs> Every once Thanks in for a nothing, while. Chuck. Um, all right, Marvin Gaye. Obviously dead. That yeah. poor guy. Killed by his dad. On the front, yeah. on his front yeah. step. That's a. Uh, that's one way to go. Um, okay, here's here's one that you might get, 
But if you don't get it, I'm not going to count it against you. It's almost like bonus points. And I bet most, yeah, I would bet most people that think that they know pop culture figures would not know who this person is. Um, Marvin Nash. Marvin Nash? Marvin Nash. Who the hell is Marvin Nash? I'm going to give you a hint. He's only real uh, if you extend the definition of real into the world of movie characters. And he's the only person on this list that was a character from a movie. So that's his actual name, not, not the name he used in the movie? No, that's the name he is in the movie. That's the character in the movie. What? what, what? Listen, I'm not going inter- to consult the internet here. Marvin Nash. I'll give you a hint. Um, and I'm going to hear the name and I'm going to be like, oh. Uh, I'm going to give you a hint and I'm going to say um, he lost his he lost his ear, but um, somebody took it off. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. Okay. Um, he died. He, he did die. So Marvin Nash yeah. was the cop who was uh, kidnapped in, in Reservoir, fiction, yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember he died, too, but I can't remember why. Well, because they tore – so what happened was they – spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet. Um, he knew that Tim Roth's character was the undercover cop in Reservoir Dogs. And he was getting tortured, like, violently by Wait, Michael. wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we, are we talking about in real life or in the movie? No, no, no. Of course the movie. Of course the movie. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> well, Tim Roth isn't really well, shit, an undercover course. cop. I mean, he... Oh, my he, God. I, I, misunderstood, I misunderstood the assignment. No, that's why it was a bonus <laughs> question. So he was getting... Uh, they, they, they kidnapped this cop. They brought him in. They knew that there was a cop. They had been set up. So they were trying to torture him to get him to say who the cop was the entire time you come to find out later that he knew it was Tim Roth's character and yet he never he never gave it up um but what happened was Tim Roth ended up killing Michael Madsen's character because he couldn't watch him torture him anymore it was just he took his ear off it was just terrible so then nice guy Eddie comes back why you got why you got to be ruining Pulp Fiction for everybody well, it's it's a movie from 1993. I mean, you know what I mean? There's a statute of limitations. I still haven't seen Casablanca. Are you going to ruin that for me too? Um, I, you know what? I don't even know how it ends. I just know that he says, um, what does he say? Of all the gin joints and all the towns or whatever he says. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go any further. But I took you off topic. Mar- that's okay. Marvin Nash is in Marvin fact got killed. Yeah, and there's, and there's no negative impact to your score. Marvin Hagler. Yeah, I like I liked it. I like that angle. Marvin Hangler is um, bald. <laughs> he's, he's, he's bald. That's true. <coughs> um, marvelous Marvin Hangler. Oh my god! From Massachusetts, I, from Brockton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Yep. Home of the hip. Dead. Wow, he is dead, and it's 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 yeah. kind of it's kind of too bad. He was like my favorite boxer, and, and just. Kind of a throwback, but that's okay. He's up in boxing heaven. Dusty Springfield, dead. Yeah, dead. So you're doing way better than you thought you were going to do. Dana Plato, also quite dead. Sadly, another another victim of the. uh, Isn't everybody from that fucking show dead? Isn't everybody from different strokes like at this point dead, including the maid? Uh, I think (laughs) that believe it or not, there might be one person that's that's. Not yeah, Dudley. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. 
Still kicking it. Lou Reed. No, he died a while. He died like 10 years ago. He did. Almost exactly 10 years ago. Wow, that's good. That's bonus points right there. Chuck Berry. Hey. Oh, he's also dead. And I'll get it. Have you seen that thing? The thing that um, the Bill Burr, the comedian, had the bit that he does on when Chuck Berry was with John Lennon. Um, oh my God! On the Yoko? Mike Douglas show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I already knew that story, but like the the, the version I I watched is like they play the actual clip as he's narrating what's going on, and like when they freeze frame on Chuck Berry's eyes, like bugging out of his head, it just never gets old. Oh my God. See, I didn't know that story until I saw the Bill. The, the first I knew of it was the Bill Burr part. And, um, you know, talk about two worlds coming together. It was like Chuck Berry yeah. is as honest, playing like I am just a musician. This is what I like to do. And there's no fucking Chuck around. Ba- Chuck Berry was, he was a freak. He was a complete freak. I mean, this is common knowledge, but I mean, he. Like a, um, like a sexual freak, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he and like Rick James are kind of like neck and neck there as far as like, I mean, in different time periods. But I mean, as far as like weirdness goes, man, Chuck yeah. Berry was just like, whoa. And, you know, Yoko's not exactly not weird, but Yoko's also super annoying. And, um, you know, at the time just was just fucking everything up. Everything she came around, people were just like, what is she doing? Why does the best thing that happened? The best thing about Yoko Ono is Sean Lennon and their, their kid. That's you it. Know what? Like, that's it. I like that. Yoko Ono. Yoko Ono has like, I mean, she's always been like, I don't know, man, her day in the sun happened just, just before she met John Lennon. And then it was just like, you know, coattail riding ever since. That's just one man's opinion. But. No, <clears throat> I, I think you share that opinion with, with millions. Bernie Madoff. Of uh, the Ponzi scheme king of Manhattan. Also, wait, wait a second, Bernie Madoff's in jail still. No, wait, oh, wait, 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 hold on. He's still alive, that son of a bitch. Bernie Madoff is dead. <gasps> He's dead. Couldn't and it happen to a nicer guy. This, I know. There's a, there's a documentary on Netflix right now that kind of <clears throat> goes through all the sore details. And it's, uh, it, it's, I never knew the very origin of the story. And the thing is, he was evil. He fucked a lot of people over, but there was a lot of complicity. A lot of people knew what he was doing. A lot of people let it keep going. Yeah. Um, so you can't do that level of of theft like individual like by yourself. You've got to have a team of other people who like also have their hands out. <clears throat> exactly, so. and you had plenty of them. Um, next on the list is Barry Manilow. Oh man, Copacabana. I'm guessing he's dead because otherwise, if he if he was still alive, he would have done something with Miley Cyrus by now. <laughs> he's alive. Uh, he's alive. You shitting well. me? No. <laughs> and that poor guy. <laughs> on our earlier conversation about how, like back then, you know, guys had, to, you know, homosexual men had to kind of pretend that they were just a little bit weird. Like everybody kind of had an idea he might be gay, but you know, it, listen, you were you were not palling around with Liza Minnelli in the seventies, and people <laughs> would assume that you were straight. No fucking way. Right. Sorry, kid. So he finally <laughs> came around and came out. Uh, I think maybe seven or eight years ago, and. So good for him for not taking it all the way into the ground. It spoke up, and he's uh, he's now proud, loud and proud. Alan Thick, dead. Yeah, unexpectedly. Yeah, no, that's that's right. Um, and you know he was on that Growing Pains, wasn't he? The Growing Pains dad. 
Growing Pains, and then he had that like awesome slash terrible uh, late night talk show called Thick of the Night. Oh my and, god, um, Thick of the Night! Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. <laughs> he had that like co-host with the hair and the dress and the whole bit, and um, yeah, it was just awful. It was listen, I, maybe it wasn't awful. I just wasn't old enough to appreciate what he was laying down at the time. So was that when there was like a huge like rush of talk shows? It was like Chevy Chase had a show. Arsenio was Arsenio um, being s- successful. Like everyone thinking, well, okay, if he so can fucking down, do it, it. Everybody can do it. <laughs> it was Arsenio, Joan Rivers, uh, Alan Thicke, um, Dana Carvey, Chevy Chase. No, so Chevy Chase and Dana Carvey came later. They were later, okay. Um, and that was also around the time when Roseanne Barr had a talk show. It just really never ended. But um, now, Thick of the Night was like, oh, man, I can't remember. It's, it's been a few decades. There was some kind of like, like weirdo late-night catalyst that like made it made sense for Alan Thick of all people, to have his own talk show. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to wake those brain cells up. Mario Puzo. The altar of the Godfather. That's him. I mean, I'm assuming dead. You would assume correctly. He is dead. Um, Poor guy. Francis Ford Coppola. Um, still alive, but not doing much. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's it. He uh, he's not doing much at all. But his daughter, I think, is doing pretty well. Sophia. Yeah, Sophia. Sophia Coppola, yeah, she's uh, so she directed Virgin Suicide and a handful of other films that were like either fucking fantastic or pretty darn good. Yeah, um, she's lost in translation. She also is um, <clears throat> a bit of a uh, wine enthusiast, not unlike her father, and she's got that rose out the cold Sophia that you can buy in Target for twelve dollars. Wait a um, minute, so she she directed right? lots in, lost in translation. Yeah. Oh my God. She's a Virgin Suicide, Lost in Translation. Uh, what was that um, Marie Antoinette movie with uh, Kristen Dunst that came out? She was also um, one half. So it was her <clears throat> and uh, Cassavetti's kid, so his daughter, had a show on Comedy Central in the 90s when I lived in, in Portsmouth, same time we knew each other, yep. called High Octane, which was like, <clears throat> it was kind of like, the the hipsters the pre hipster version of Night Flight and it was thirty minutes and it was just like Sofia Coppola and what the hell was her name Cassavetes Cassavetes daughter um just being hipster shitheads and it was awesome it was thirty minutes of like I want to hang out with these girls so but um she's pretty th- much always been the same person I think a better name would have been hipster shitheads I fucking would have watched that <laughs> <laughs> definitely I'd watch it now pre- I really would pre hipster shitheads. I'm Comedy Central. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, here's one. Gary Coleman. Oh, he died. Yeah, he died. See, everybody on that show's dead. Todd Bridges. They all did. Also did. Quite dead. No. How about alive. Todd? Oh, what? Really? He's the only survivor. Like, I think I, literally every single major character uh, <laughs> on that show is dead. <laughs> so it's him, him and Dudley are still alive. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, him and Dudley. That, and, and by the Damn way. Damn lama. If they don't get a show, then there's something wrong. They need to team up and, and be on TV. Old Honestly, dirty bastard. Now he's dead. I got I got his I had his action finger behind me in the package, of course. But he, wait a second. Wait a second. You have an old dirty bastard action figure. I do. Oh my god! Does I, it have like teeth in his braces and like? Does it have like the yeah, grills the whole, and all the that whole shit? Bit. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like the 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 blister card that it's on is a picture of his food stamp card. <laughs> Amazing! It's awesome! Amazing! I mean, Wu Tang is for the children. 
gone too soon. Nancy Reagan. Did you know? Did you know what her claim of fame is? Uh, so I I think I do, but I'm gonna let you say it because I'd rather have you say it. They called her. It was like something like the throat or the golden throat. The golden throat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yes. I was singing. <laughs> totally. Well, listen. There's only a couple of ways to get to the top of the food chain in U.S. politics, right? And that's one of them. <laughs> so not only was she considered the golden throat, but I no, think she it, was. She was the golden throat. It was before politics, though. She married into politics. It was like when she was still just like Jane Wyman, the, um, you know, um. Oh wait, no, we talking about Jane Wyman or Nancy? No, Nancy Reagan. No, no, Jane you're Wyman right. You're right. Wife. Nancy Reagan was absolutely known for what you're talking about, and she was also yeah. she had an affair with uh, Frank Sinatra. Um. Oh. Well, can, should we call it what it really was? Well, right, exactly. No. Not not really an affair. I guess that's probably overstating it. A moment. God. Um, How that was buried for as long as it was. It was. It, like, let me tell you something. It's the reasons why the internet should have been around in the eighties. Because if that little nugget of information was available, things would have been a lot different. I mean, it would have just. It wouldn't have just been making fun of Ronnie Reagan. You know, it would have been like, oh my god. You know the. You know, there's the, a lot of truth to that. The, there's a lot of truth that like mm-hmm. you could hide your shit so much better back then. Like it, it, the reason why we have no good candidates for president is because there's no place to fucking hide anymore. Like all your shit will be found. If you've done anything online mm. or even not online, it will go through the internet like wildfire. Somebody will hear about it and it's gone back then. Think about it. You were the golden throat, like maybe 20 people knew and that, and that was it kind of, or I don't know, maybe 200 <laughs> and if you, people. And knew. if you were the person, and if you were the person to out that person, it's like, then you were the bad guy. So, right. I mean, yeah, everybody's got a digital footprint right now. It's going to be interesting to see how things progress over the next 10 years. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's like, we're, it's, we're all going to be 14 years old and trying to sneak out of the house, you know, trying to cover our footprints. I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> or we're just going to be a nation of very polite, very reserved people. Oh, that is highly unlikely. But um, let, let's hope. Nancy know. Sinatra. Dead. Alive. No. These boots are still made for walking. No, no, no. Seriously? Oh, yeah. She's she's oh alive and kicking. Oh, my God. I know. Am I awake? What's going on here? Holy You're doing shit. great, dude. Okay. You're doing really, really good. Wes Craven. Uh, I, I want to say I remember reading something about him dying. Okay. What's your answer? I'm going to say dead. You're right. He is dead. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Wes Craven. But I miss Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> well, night, Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Wasn't that? Isn't he like the master of horror, Wes Craven? The man, new from the master of horror, Wes Craven comes. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, yeah, I mean, you really could not go to the movies from like it was like eighty six to ninety two without like seeing at least one Wes Craven film a year. Yeah, Wes Craven was probably single handedly responsible for allowing eighth and ninth grade boys to have a reason to like go to the movies and put their arms around somebody and like protect them. And there was a lot, a lot of erections because of Wes Craven, uh, Desmond. I mean, Tutu. He's, he's, oh my God, of all people, really <laughs> right from Wes Craven and erection <laughs> to Desmond Tutu. Desmond Tutu, president of Zamunda. Um, um, Rolling the dice here, saying I'm going to say dead. Yeah, he's dead. Okay, good one. 
but I miss Nancy Sinatra. I'm not going to get over that, you know. Well, it's he, but the good news is it it you missed it, but she's still out there. So there's there'll be a time in the future where I can ask you that question. You can answer the same way, and you'll be right. So don't don't change your answer, Jane Fonda. Damn it. I should know this. Alive? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she's alive. She's alive. She's alive and she just she's starring in a movie that just came out. She looks she looks good for her age. Um that was a good one. You earned that one. Uh Kirstie Alley. Dead. Um very sad. There's a little banner outside of Cheers in Boston saying, you know, thanks for the laughs, Christy, or something RIP Christy, thanks for the laughs. Yeah. Very sad. She left like eight dogs behind. She was a big dog person. Um and I think I think she had she was a Scientologist, which nothing, I'm not saying good or bad things about that. Um, but she, I believe she just never got a physical every year and she ended up having uh, colon cancer. So go get your, go get your insides filmed guys. Take care of yourself. Hey, um, listen, I've, I've had a camera in both ends and a, a bunch of other stuff done. I've got one more thing to do and let's go to the cardiologist next week or sometimes yeah. to the specialist and then I'm good to go. It's the best feeling. I do it every year. I get not a colonoscopy, but I get a physical every year in my blood work. And when you're done, it's like fucking yeah, one more year where I don't have to worry about it. You know, it's <laughs> it's just a, a load off. Bernie Mac. Oh, he died. He died of a heart attack. I mean, it he shouldn't did. be a surprise because the way he lived. But I mean, like, man, you know. Yeah. No, he's he's dead. I think I was always always kind of wet looking. <laughs> I was like a layer layer of glisten to him. Oh my god. He's like. Funny and also wet. <laughs> An amazing stand-up and acting career reduced down to, wasn't that the guy that looked wet all the time? Isn't uh, that glazed donut? <laughs> poor Bernie. Uh, Luke Perry. Yeah. Um, Luke Perry. From that show that I never watched. Yep, that's the one. Alive. Probably alive. Oh, he's dead. Really? Well, I mean, you know, not on my radar, sadly. No, but that's okay. So Wait, was he, it nine was it nine oh two one oh? He was on nine oh two one oh, absolutely. And mm. then he actually had a cameo. Well, I wouldn't really call it a cameo because he was no, it's a cameo. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was the um and I love that film because it gets like meta and meta and meta, but there was the, the scene of the movie uh, or the T V show he was shooting Lancer and he was the, the guy from Boston and he was actually really ill at the time and and Quentin Tarantino wanted to give him a, a part in the movie. And so they made part of this guy's character was that he had to walk with a cane, but that wasn't acting. He, uh, he was really messed up. So that was his I'm last acting job. Again. Yeah. And I think, he, I think he passed before the movie actually was released. So somewhat recently, a couple of years. Um, and I love, I love that movie. I love the rev- revisionist history. That really was just a love letter to Roman Polanski, you know, um, because right. That's a good way to look I, it was at a tra- it. Uh, completely. Compl- I mean, the same way, <clears throat> you know, I, okay, so you want to rewrite history in, in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Okay, we'll give you that. Hey, that's kind of fun. But, you know, so many people 
I'm going to go off target here for a second. So I knew I was getting old when I was having a conversation with somebody younger than me. And I'm like, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like Bela Lugosi. And I get the blink, blink. Who's Bela Lugosi? Oh, my God. Okay, fine. So, you know, you tell you like, so that element of youth that doesn't understand the impact of the the Sharon Tate murders and how that just kind of like screwed everybody up in the Charles Manson time. Right. Um, you know, it doesn't have the same, it does not have the same impact on anybody under a certain age. And, you know, the same way, like if you think, if you want to, you know, even go down deeper down that rabbit hole, <clears throat> a lot of kids can't really identify with nine eleven. you wow. know, like it's just something, it's just like something that happened in history, but it doesn't really, you know, the impact isn't there. Like for, a, a, for everybody else, our age and maybe slightly younger. So yeah, that's Anywho. interesting. No, and, and, and uh, I hadn't thought about that 9-11 thing, but with, with Once Upon a Time in America, I, I just recently took a flight um, uh, in December, and I watched the movie on the way to my destination, and I watched it on the way back because JetBlue had it. And both yeah. times, and that was like the sixth and seventh time of watching it, and both times I picked up something new that I hadn't seen. And then when I got home, I got the audio book because um, Tarantino put out basically a book that was – the script and the story, but all the backstory of all the characters and, you know, did Cliff oh. Booth like really kill his wife and all that stuff. And, uh, it's the, cool. I'm, cause I'm trying to not text and drive. It's a terrible, terrible habit that I have. So what I've been doing <laughs> is I put on a audiobook on my phone, put my phone off to the side and, um, I don't text it works. And, uh, that's so highly recommend if you have audible or even if you just want to read it, go get the book. Uh, thank you, Quentin. You're, I'm, I'm you're sure I can dig it up on. I'm sure I can dig it up on uh, Soulseek someplace. But <clears throat> yeah, no, the, the backstory is kind of like a. Wait, is Tarantino like a halfway decent narrator? Uh, you know what he he didn't do it himself. He hired um, okay Jennifer Jason Leigh to do it. And she's interesting. She's the way he made it sound, it was like you know, she's okay. The way he made it sound, it was going to be like a. Uh, it was going to be a Tarantino red thing. He's just annoying though. Yeah, it, he he's really good at at directing movies, and then after that, it's sometimes hard to to listen to him. But um, kind of hard to listen to, kind of hard to watch him too. He's really really good at, at doing what he does, though. He's got one more movie, mm-hmm. so so he says. Bob Newhart, yeah, dead. No, no, alive, alive, alive. I take it back. He's alive. <laughs> Sorry, my friend, Louis Anderson. Died. Yeah. And we all wonder why. He died of loneliness, the poor guy. Yeah. A woman would have him. Yeah, loneliness or I mean, I look, I'm not I'm not I'm never ever gonna body shame anybody ever. You can do whatever you want with your life, but if mm-hmm. you are hundreds of pounds overweight, um, there's a there's pretty a deeper, good chance deeper meeting. you're not making it to eighty. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's just the way it goes. Uh Anderson Cooper He was married. Anderson Cooper's alive. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, well, I got, look, I got to throw a couple softballs in there too. I can't just make them all, you know, Nancy Sinatra's. I mean, that would be. Yeah, you know. That'd be so bitter. Uh, Natalie Wood. Speaking of softballs. Oh my God. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> what about that bastard Aaron Burr while we're at it? <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. When I was in high Oh my God. Oh. Him or his daughter. Um, so when I was in high school, there was a band called Natalie Wood's Pool Party, oh and uh, that's God. how I grew up. That yeah. is the best name. So, Were they a punk so, band? So look, yeah, yeah, of course. 
There was it. it was Nellywood's pool party, and then, if I'm not mistaken, one of those members went on to form another band called Barney Rubble and the Constable, which <clears throat> had their own day in the sun for various reasons. Do you remember the band uh, Jody Foster's Army? JFA, absolutely. JFA, they were an actual an actual band. Um, great names back then. Stormtroopers of Death. Their ang- their album was called Speak English or Die. Speak English or Die. I played the shit out of that album uh, because, I mean, there was just some real classic, like, you know, metal punk crossover moments. That was like, that that whole album is the same reason why, like, everybody universally appreciates Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Yeah, well, right. Absolutely. Lemmy. Uh, Dudley Moore. If he's alive, I'll be surprised. He he would have still been eking out some sort of like you know <clears throat> residual nonsense from his Arthur characters. He would have been like Mr. Bean's grandfather in some fucking movie. They would have dug him up, wheeled him out, dusted him off, and said, "Talk." If he was alive, I need an, he, an, I need an answer. Dead. Yeah, you're right. And by the way, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Green's grand grandfather is perfect. Perfect. And even if he, even that he, he is dead, but they can figure out a CGI way to make him come back to life and put him in one of those movies. I mean, that's like ideal. And, and his talk about being typecast. Like he was that guy. Uh, what was it? Um, Arthur. Arthur. Thank you. Rich billionaire, but so pissed drunk all the time, just completely wasted. And I think there was more than one Arthur movie. I think I, it was like, I, there was, there was definitely two. So right, I don't know, like, maybe three. I don't know. All right, we're gonna find out right now. Arthur, <laughs> I, I I need to know uh, Arthur movie, nineteen eighty one, and it has an eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How is that possible? And then it was classic flight of New York history. <laughs> here's, the, here's the best part. So you're so right. There was a sequel. It was called Arthur Two on the Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> because every good sequel has got a subtitle. It can't just be Ugh. Arthur 2. It's got to be on the rocks, and it's got to be like some tongue-in-cheek like reference to drinking. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. There you go. Exactly. Sean Connery. Dead. Yeah. So were you a, are you a 007 guy or not really? I used to be. You know, it's one of those things where it's like you only, you know, you can only take that character so far in your head before it becomes like um, unentertaining. So, do you, I don't need the entire list, but rank like the top three uh, people that played Bond. Oh man, I mean, you know, so Sean Connery definitely there are only three people. I mean, no, 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 no. You got um, Timothy Dalton. <clears throat> you got uh, Daniel oh, yeah. Craig. You got uh, Sean. You got Roger Moore. You got um, see, really the right. It's the right tools for the right job. I mean, I'll be frank. I mean, so I remember Sean Connery clearly. Um, Roger Moore was my youth's version of 007, and the fucking absolute ridiculousness of Moonraker will never go away. That movie was just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh, I love it. Um, and then I don't remember if it was Roger Moore or not that played in this. The villains were Grace Jones and Christopher Walken. <laughs> I want to say it was Roger Moore. Um, Grace Jones, you know Jaws era. Oh my God, you're Grace right. Jones and Christopher Walken played. Yeah, what was the name of that movie? Who was Bond in that movie? Um, <clears throat> but uh, 
you know, I've, honestly, those are the only two bonds I remember. Okay, it even get, it gets that even have better. any impact on me. So it gets better because not only was it uh, Christopher Walken and Grace Jones, but the soundtrack was fucking done by Duran Duran. Oh, um, uh, yeah, I remember that one. Now. To a like, kill. A view to a kill. Yeah, that was. I don't remember. Was it Roger Moore? It was Roger Moore. Or Timothy. So that must have been the last good movie with Roger Moore because I think it was Timothy Dalton after that. He was I not terrible, have, but I mean, he just looked. I would have guessed it, it was he not just him. looks. Yeah, he he Timothy Dalton just looks more like James Bond than actually like feels like James Bond. If that makes any sense, yeah. you know, like you can like have that steely squint, you can do that Zoolander look all you want, but it's like funny. Oh, it's funny. Uh, and he keeps going, and now they're going to hire. I think they just hired an African American man to be the next James Bond, if I'm not mistaken. That, Billy, you know, which is that's fine, right? It's only a matter of time. I mean, he, it's the world we live in. It's like, okay, how many white guys are going to have to have the same part? But it's like, you know, where do you draw the line is the question. Like, I'm like, yeah, they're going to read King Kong. He's a zebra this time. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that was called Madagascar. <laughs> I, think, I think they made that movie. Billy Jean King. I would see it. Dead. No, she's alive. Really? Yep. God love her. I know. Bobby Riggs. Also dead. He, he is dead. So Bobby Riggs played Billie Jean King in the Battle of the Sexes. In the Battle of the Sexes, fashion. yeah. Yeah. And, and that was a little like, before a little before my time, as in the sense that it happened while I was alive, but I couldn't care less. Well, same. I mean, I think it was like seventy three or four. We wouldn't have even known it was happening. But if you think about that premise now, like, you know, some guy just coming right out and saying I'm. I can beat any woman. I'm better than any woman in tennis. Like, and it ended up that she she did beat him. But imagine coming out today as a man, um, an older man, and coming out and just declaring that you're better than women. Like, could you? Would you be canceled for that? Would you get away with it? Could you do it now? Could you do Bobby Riggs now? I don't know if you could. I honestly don't know what is going to be cancel culture anymore. Shit, I might be cancel culture with this fucking podcast. I don't fucking know anymore. It seems like every time I open my fucking mouth, somebody seems to squint at me and not in a positive way because the sun's behind my head. And, you know, <clears throat> all that's going to happen is the pendulum in five or ten years is going to swing the other way hard and we're going to be back to fucking Mel Brooks kind of human. Let's hope. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah, really. I mean, there's no way that we can sustain this level of PC for this long. It's, impo- it's fucking impossible. And it's like, you know, now I have to alter my course because one person out of 150 might take it, might, what I have to say, the wrong way. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? The internet was supposed to solve all these fucking problems. So I think ultimately, I think you're right. And the only way that you're not right is if something terrible happens. And that is, you know, we go the other route and we become completely you know, animal farm totalitarian, like there's, there's no uh, thought allowed at all. You know what I mean? Like you are just hom- homogenized to everybody is milk toast all the time. And if you um, aren't, if, you're fucked. <laughs> if that's our future, everybody better look the fuck out. I will start smoking in a church. Uh, let's <laughs> do it. I, I will, I will pick up habits. I didn't even know existed. And just to, just to fucking go out with a bang. Break all and, the you know, at that point, fuck it. You know, why even bother waking up? Well, I agree. You know, Alice it used to be oh, like, I'm sorry. Let's hear it. I was going to say, I mean, it, it used to be that fucking, 
it used to be the curse words and sexual innuendos and just like real, like slightly racy humor was the salt and pepper of life. And now it's like that, the, that sandwich is now bland, you know, and I miss it. Fucking miss it. Yeah. I mean, you're so right. And we grew up at the best time because the seventies were fucking, you know, our parents, well, not my parents, but some parents were having, you know, fishbowl, put your keys in the fishbowl parties and fucking get wasted and, you know, suburban. I don't know shit. about that. <laughs> I, I, I well, missed that level of vouchery. Well, I, again, I never, I never saw it, but I know it was happening in my town. I heard stories. <laughs> and then you go to the eighties and it's like this fucking, you know, loud disco music and cocaine and fucking everything else and still no internet. And then all of a sudden it seems like if you didn't know any better <clears throat> and you were looking back over the, the course of time, you could make a pretty strong argument that, while the internet, to your point, seemed like a device that would be, you know, optimizing freedom, it really has done the exact opposite. It's really put such a stranglehold mm-hmm. on our thoughts and our ability to express our thoughts that wasn't there. It's weird, too. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, honestly, like, I was like, you know, you and I, I guess, were early adapters of the internet. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, great. Now we're all going to see that. You know, all religions are essentially saying the same thing. No one's God is better than the other guy's God. It's all right. it's all the same deck of cards, you know, with just a little bit of a different flavor. And instead, it was like every like all of the tinfoil hats, like they found their people. It was like, you know, I, I'm going to believe in this. And like, you know, 3,000 other people worldwide are like, oh, my God, I found I found my tribe. And that tribe has never stopped getting big. You know, it's just. I don't know what to do. It's sad. Yeah. I mean, just uh, all you it's can do sad. is stay in the right tribe and, and, and hopefully the other people just flame out. It's, it's going to be, it's gonna, we're, we're going to end up like, you know, we're going to have to like wear like hankies of a certain color to like identify. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> they made a good movie. Anyway. Uh, colors. Uh, Alice Cooper. He's alive. The Cooper's yeah, alive. Is. Alive and well. So alive. Uh, Maya Angelou. And she better be alive. She's dead. Really? Yeah, poet. Damn. Dead, and a while ago. I know. Damn. It's uh. But she just she did something at uh, Obama's uh, inauguration. Well, that was two thousand eight. Get off my back! Oh, my God, <laughs> I mean, that was a while ago. It was fifteen <laughs> fucking years ago. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. Dead. Mikhail Gorbachev and his birthmark are both quite dead. They're they're both actually they they took the birthmark off and they saved it, um, <laughs> but he's dead. Clarence Clemens, uh, also dead. Heart attack. Very yeah. sad. Why Clemens? Why? Uh, Peter Jennings died. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul, had died a while back. That's true. And we are down to our last one, and then I'm gonna tell you your oh score. Oh boy! And this is and this is a double. You can get double points if you get it right, but if you get it wrong, it's only one. So it's, it's just like it's, barroom trivia where I can just like double down all my points. Go <laughs> <laughs> whopper score. Not on this one because I think I think you're gonna get it right. So uh, there are, there are two answers. I need an answer for both of these. There's two people, but again, I'm gonna only count it as one wrong one if you don't get it. So Sid and Marty Croft. Both dead, both from Canada, if I'm not mistaken. They're both alive. Are they really? Yeah. 
and in I'm fact, not doing their thing. They're well. It's funny that you say that. They're actually they're so old, but they want to get. They want to do a uh, Sigmund the Sea Monster uh, remake. They want to bring it back. Oh man, that's just gonna die on the vine. No, no, no. That thing was like fucking like time specific. The no only charm Seamonster. of right, and the, and the charm of all those shows, HR <laughs> uh, Puff and stuff. Um, the Bugaloos, all those shows, uh, you know, Sigmund the Sea Monster, was that they were so badly produced. The opening sequence took, like, five minutes to get to the actual show, and the show was, like, 12 minutes, and it was people walking around in these terrible outfits. The only thing that kept that show... The only thing that kept that show in syndication for as long as it did, any any of their Sid and Watercroft stuff, was the, the, the level of production value was a little bit kooky, a little bit innovative at the time, but it didn't age very well. But <clears throat> like the majority of people who dug that show were Stone's parents watching it with their kids, you know, yeah. and teenagers who were like somewhere in the middle there. I mean, HR puff and stuff is pretty straightforward with what they're trying to do. <laughs> pretty fucking straightforward. Pretty fucking straightforward. Okay. So I, I gave you 50 names. Um, I actually gave you 51 names and out of those 51 names, you got 40 of them. Correct. Damn. That's terrible. No, it's not that. So that's a B minus. That's an 80. And that is, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a B. Like, you know, when I was in junior high, if I got a B or even a B minus, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. And I threw some, I mean, you got the ones that were, you got a couple of hard ones, Correct. I threw a couple tough ones at you. Um, Chuck Yeager, like the fact you even knew Nancy who he Sinatra. Was, Nancy, that's going to haunt I'm gonna you. Be saying that, I'm going to be saying that name all day tomorrow. And you know, damn, Nancy Sinatra. The silver lining is that Sid and, Sid and Marty Croft are are still on this planet, so that's that's not a bad thing. That's not a yeah, bad but thing. I mean, can they even feed themselves at this point? Well, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like all, they're, just, they're just mummering in the corner, like Sigmund. I mean, that's, that's the image I have. It's like, I don't know, I've been raised on meat, meat nitrates and cheap herb my whole life. We're going to read me, men, pumping stuff. It's going to take America by storm. If you, no, ever no, wanna, if you ever want to waste as well, I guess as much time as you want, there, there was a show that they put out that didn't do as well as all the other ones that we've, because they did Land of the Lost. They did all those. But they had a show called Lizville. Yeah. Okay, if you ever go to YouTube and, and and put Lidsville into YouTube, you might never. How do you, I, you might never leave the computer. Um, how do I not know about this? So it was the same guy, Lidsville. Lidsville. It was uh, he, the guy, the main kid in it um, was under contract. He didn't want to do the show, but they made him because he was under contract, and he was an assistant for a magician, and he falls into the fucking guy's hat. And inside this guy's hat is a whole world where all the people that live there are hats. <laughs> I'm fucking not kidding you. What? Lidsville. It's oh wild God. and crazy. And Ruth, uh, I think Ruth, was it Ruth Buzzy? Or another I would one? imagine it would be Ruth Buzzy. Ruth Buzzy or one of those other similar crazy, you know, older. They, oh they legitimized God. it somehow by hiring somebody. To do probably Emma Jean Coca because you know I mean Ruth Buzzy Emma Jean Coca is the thinking man's Ruth Buzzy. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna find out right now because uh, okay, so consult the internet. Uh, oh my God, Sharon Bard, J 
Joan Gerber. Because I know that like Art Carney was like one of those like you know like legitimizing characters from one of those awful shows. Okay, do you want to fucking God, have no, a heart attack? Guess who was in that show? Charles Nelson Riley. He was the fucking bad guy. Oh my God! It comes to come full circle. Full Hooray! Circle. Hooray! You got to see it. Well, you know, I, there was a I, show. Yes, go. I was going to say there's a show. I believe, I want to say it was Sid Morning Croft called Far Out Space Nuts. Yes, which is about two. <laughs> Right? Dude, I've seen so, it. You know, I, I, you know, I collect a lot of crazy shit. And um, the one thing that got away from me, and I'm still pining for this, God knows how many of these things they made and who got them, but there was a far-out Space Nuts belt buckle on fucking Etsy like three <laughs> years ago for 25 bucks. And I'm looking at it going, that's pretty cool. I can't oh justify spending twenty five dollars on it, and like I, I never stopped thinking about it. So of course I go back three months later. The fucking thing's still there. I'm like, okay, oh, seasonable. I'm not gonna spend twenty five dollars on a belt, but the day I go back because I can't stop thinking about it, it's gone. Of course it's gone, and then it's on eBay for sixty five dollars. I'm like, god damn it! So of course I'm like, I can't justify sixty five. Now somebody owns that fucking sixty five dollar belt buckle <laughs> out there, I think it's great and that I can't. Somebody, somebody talked them into <sighs> making merch including a belt buckle for that fucking show that's so of all the weird ass things that is my rosebud that damn belt buckle so here's here's a funny fact about that show so gilligan's island great show mm-hmm. concept was people go on a tour they make a mistake they fucking get lost on this island right okay far out mm-hmm. space nuts fucking bob denver bob denver in gilligan is in the same fucking idea and the, the the beginning of the show, this is how they get fucked up. So it's him and this guy who's looking a lot like Skipper, but Skipper probably was not available because of, you know, he lost a leg from diabetes or whatever it was, but he couldn't probably. do it. So they brought some other guy in, and they're, and they're loading in the food. It, these guys are not astronauts. These are just people that, like, are yeah, they're, know, they're, they're maintenance guys. Right. So they're loading in the yeah. food, and it's like, breakfast, breakfast, dinner dinner lunch and and instead of putting the lunch in he hits the launch button and he goes i said lunch not launch <laughs> like classic <laughs> classic 70s comedy <laughs> and, and that oh one little God, button riot. they end up you know traveling through time Getting and somehow in- every single time that they run into a, a a space alien it's a different alien from a different planet but the same costume as the last episode yeah. Oh my god! It was just—I've got, got to watch this on YouTube. I got to find a couple of a couple of episodes. It's been a while since I've actually thought about it. Like you know, watching the Lidsville and that are my homework tonight. Clearly, oh Lidsville, you're gonna love that. So if you could see the audience <laughs> here, the audience here—they—they uh, they have we hate Nancy Sinatra flags. They're giving you the wave. <laughs> They're so excited and a huge upgrade. I appreciate the links that you've gone to improve the quality of your your voice. Uh, you know, you maybe this episode will get sponsored by Shore. Who knows? But uh, I bought the good mic. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear how it turns out. It sounds great. It sounds like you're literally sitting right on my purple couch right next to me. But you're not. You're down in the southern part of our state. So, um, what am I, what am I wearing? Um, it sounds like you're wearing <laughs> that purple negligee that you got uh, when you were in Alaska that one time. I think clothes. I'm wearing I'm wearing an obvious plants purchased T shirt of the Spider Man variety. It's covered in Spider's Man. And um <clears throat> you can look that up and have a good laugh. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on the show. That was a lot of fun. 
there are way worse ways to to spend an hour than talking about people being alive or dead. And honestly, you ain't wrong. You need- I when I and this is no joke. When I made this list, I looked at it and I'm like, he's gonna fucking get every single one right. Like I I was convinced that you were gonna ace this test, and I'm actually kind of glad that you got an 80 because that means that you know, a you're not keeping tabs on people having a pulse, which is encouraging. But also it means that, you know, uh, not, I would consider you the expert in something like this. So therefore it's something that can be done again with other people. And they're going to, you're going to make them look stupid. They're going to get fifties and sixties. So just you wait. You're not going to be able to reuse. You're not going to be able to reuse this list though. I mean, oh, you can no. reuse like, you know, the, <laughs> um, I, I, I want to say I'm like uniquely qualified for this particular list, but I mean, you know, cause a lot of these, a lot of these people like, even people my age are like, who the fuck are you talking about? Cloris Leachman, who the fuck is that? Wow. Um, you know, <clears throat> so my, my babysitter was the television, so I got that going for Same me. Same here, <laughs> and the list that I made was absolutely with you in mind. You know, it's just like, all right, well, who, who are the people that he would know of enough to know about them but wouldn't necessarily be such huge fans? So if I were to make it for somebody I else, think- I'd have to do that same thing. I dig that Marvin Nash question though. I mean, that's, that's an angle you need to kind of, kind of go down. Right. Like, uh, cause you know, I, I, first of all, I think a very small percentage of people in the world would know who Marvin Nash is. Um, but the, and then you think to yourself, wait, did he die in that movie? What did he do? What happened to him? How'd that, how'd that all end up? And I didn't end I think up spoiling be a podcast it all himself. Are you kidding me? I mean, I think Reservoir Dogs could be about 15 podcasts by itself. You know, you just break that whole thing down over and over again. Yeah, I was, um, I was saying, like, the whole idea of, like, having, like, you know, fictitious characters alive or dead, you know? Like, that's that's something that, if you if you end up doing that, sign me up. Well, guess what you just did? You just created... Signed myself up? You just signed yourself up. Uh, and we Did are, I volunteer? You volunteered. <laughs> We're going to do it. The Bring crowd it. loves it. And um, I'm going to put that list together, and uh, that's exactly what we're going to do. And, and do you mind if I go into even, like, uh, what if I went into, like, superhero characters and things like that? Is that okay? Listen, I either know it or I don't. Superheroes, I mean, I know about as much as superheroes as I do fine French cuisine. Okay. So, you know, however however you want to play it. I'm not, you know, I, worst case scenario, I'll try to make it um, – less painful superheroes is that was the wrong way to say it like i guess maybe um does the medium of the art form need to be tv or movies or uh i wouldn't i would not pigeonhole any one medium i would just go across, i would go willy-nilly across the board across the universe it's just, gonna you happen know, start randomly do it do it make it interesting salt and pepper that shit <laughs> Perfect. Well, listen, I appreciate you joining the show and uh, everybody out there is going to be Googling all these weird references. And uh, for everybody else who had the TV as their babysitter, um, hopefully you enjoyed it. Thanks for being on the show. And I hope you have a great week. Ciao.